Every year I know we gonna go hard We been that team ever since Bart Starr All my cheese heads go pack go Ain't show with no mercy cutting no slack no I ain't a bad sport and I'll even wish you good luck Only thing I'm All right, welcome in on a Thursday evening here To Lombardi's Legends Podcast I'm Wags, with me as always is uh, my co-host Dane And uh, we are Excited to preview. I can't believe we're on week seven already. Packers are back home to play the Washington football team at Lambeau Field this Sunday. Only the third home game so far this season. It seems like we've been on the road an awful lot uh, so far this year. So, uh, Dane, it's it's exciting to to get back home, and hopefully, uh, you can't take any opponent for it lightly. But hopefully, this is. This is a game that uh, we should feel pretty good about coming into it. So uh, we're going to get into key matchups, offense, defense, both sides of the ball. Um, folks, if you're joining us live on uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube, feel free uh, to post in the comments any of your thoughts um, on this week's game, on the, on the team in general, where we stand. Um, if you have any questions, we'll try to incorporate uh, some of those if they do come in here as we go. But, um, Dan, I think to start off at the top, we've got some fairly big news, uh, for this week and from as far as, uh, potential roster moves and actual roster moves. Uh, so I think obviously we've got David Bakhtiari is now practicing. So that's the big news. And I think we should dive into that. Um, but, uh, also, uh, made a, a fairly nice free agent acquisition, um, in, uh, Mercilus, uh, Whitney and someone that I think can come right in and help us because we were saying just a few days ago that uh, there's some concern level for that outside linebacker group. So uh, what's your instant reaction to that news? Because uh, I'm pretty excited that the Packers were able to be proactive there. Yeah, Whitney Merciless is a guy who's um, maybe not at the peak of his career anymore, but somebody who's been disruptive uh, a very long time in the NFL. Um, somebody that I know a number of years ago, the Packers actually, it sounds like, wanted to take Two picks later, he, he was taking a couple picks before. The Packers went, drafted Nick Perry instead. The rest is history. Uh, at his height of his powers, it was he and it was J.J. Watt. Uh, you know, they're like a wrecking crew there in Houston for a number of years. He's had a lot of success in this league. Um, as I mentioned, maybe not that guy anymore, but still somebody who is very uh, apt at getting after the quarterback. He's got three sacks this year. Something that the Texans were doing, though, that I think that people need to keep in mind, they're asking him to put his hand in the dirt. He wasn't your your natural 3-4 uh, pass rusher the way that he had been most of his career. They're asking him to line up more as a defensive end a lot of times. Anybody who's played football, even at a middle school, high school level, knows uh, there's a big difference between playing with your hand in the ground or, or doing it, um, you know, up, up, up. Uh, standing upright and um, you know certainly at the NFL level certainly after the amount of years that he's done it I think he is back to a kind of defense that he can really thrive in he signified that in so many words today during the press conference I think it sounds like he's really excited to be in Green Bay 
ton of other suitors. Uh, the Chiefs wanted him. Sounds like the Steelers wanted him. Sounds like a bunch of other teams were interested in him. But Green Bay went out. They got him. He had a conversation with Randall Cobb, some other guys on the team. Uh, seems like an all-around good guy. Does a lot for the community. He's going to be a good locker room presence. Another veteran presence with Big Zedaria Smith potentially not playing in all the season. I love this in-season signing. He was far and away, as soon as he became available, best player in free agency in the NFL. The Packers went out. They got him. He adds a dimension to this team that they needed, uh, and I think he's going to pay dividends. I don't think he plays this week, but it sounds like um, they're going to get him rolling pretty darn quick, and I think that Coach Barry and this Packers defense is excited to see what he can do on the field. Yeah, certainly a guy that's career is probably winding down here over the next few years, uh, but doing something right. Uh, he's played with one team his whole career, uh, so that's that's saying a lot, I think, when you're talking about a guy that's been in the league. I believe this is his ninth season, former first-round pick out of Illinois. So uh, he's he's certainly uh, he played the third-most games of, of any Texan in franchise history. Um, you don't do that by mistake. They don't keep knuckleheads around or guys that aren't producing around on one team. That's pretty rare uh, for someone in his position uh, to play for one team for that long and the team that drafted you at that. So um, I think the Packers may not even have to have him hopefully in a position where he's going to be needed to play, you know, the the most snaps out there at the outside linebacker position. Um, hopefully if we can stay relatively healthy, it sounds like we dodged a little bit of a bullet with Preston. Uh, he He's probably not going to play this week either. Um, we'll get into that more, but it does seem like it might only be a one or two week injury because uh, there was an outside chance that he could still play this week, although it's not trending in that direction right now. So um, to bring someone like him in, I think, uh, and perhaps they can use him situationally, kind of like what they might end up doing with Jalen Smith at inside linebacker mm-hmm. um, could give this team a really good boost. And uh, obviously having that depth, uh, can can really help as well. Uh, so we'll, we'll see if we're able to get Zadaria Smith back um, before the end of the season or not. Uh, but even if we, whether we do or don't, um, you know, this is this is a guy that can really help this team. Uh, I think right away he can step in and he's familiar uh, with the three four and that's that's kind of his natural comfort level uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. He, um, so Dane, wait, so, uh, real quick, I mean, he adds to this other dimension too. I mean, with Rashawn Gary, Rashawn Gary's been getting after it. He doesn't have the sack numbers, but he had another five pressures this last week. Part of the reason is I'm not sure if he has the the counterpart that you normally would have to be that disruptive guy on the other side. Um, I would not be surprised if one of the places where we see the biggest dividends is in Rashawn Gary's actual sack numbers going up. Just something to keep an eye on. I really, really like the signing. This is one of my more excited signings I can re- remember in recent history for the Packers. I think he could really be that guy, 10, or 15, 20 snaps a game on defense to make a real impact for us. Yeah, and we already saw Kenny Clark line up at defensive end a mm-hmm. few times last week. I think that was the plan coming into the season. Uh, it hasn't transpired as much, especially with Zadarius Smith really only playing a handful of snaps in week one. Uh, so uh, this gives us another dimension. He's not going to be a player of Zedaria Smith's level. Don't get, <laughs> don't kid yourself, but uh, he can definitely help 
this team. So I think it's exciting news. So Dane, um, other big news of the week, uh, just uh, looking at uh, the David Bakhtiari uh, report. He's out there on practice and uh, you may have seen the videos. If not, it's fun to go look out there on, on social media. Uh, David comes prancing out onto the field <laughs> and I say prancing literally uh, for that uh, first practice on Wednesday. Uh, he, he obviously was pretty excited to get out there. Um, so this could be huge. I don't think, Dane, I, I, I don't know if you expect him to be out there this week. It's it hasn't been ruled out. I, I don't think it's likely. Uh, but, um, you know, in any event, he's practicing. So we know the return and that window has started uh, for him to be activated in the next few weeks, if not this week. So uh, this is this has got to be very, very exciting for Packer fans. Yeah, I don't see a scenario where he's back this week, to be honest with you. He just he, he's too important to this franchise. He's been out for way too long let him get his legs under him and by the way we're five and one our offensive line is a bang up job without him um give him some time let him get his legs under him but it is awesome to see david bakhtiari back the energy he brings to this team the leadership he brings to the offensive line another guy that is just accountable somebody that aaron Rodgers really trusts there at left tackle obviously he's the best left tackle in football so just it's really encouraging to see Bach coming back and i'm excited to see the packers shake up this offensive line yet again to make room for david bakhtiari but it's a good problem to have yeah, and um, Josh Myers sticking with the offensive line. Uh, it was confirmed that they expect him to be out uh, for a few weeks. So, um, which is, I think, considering the circumstances, pretty good news as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw Lucas Patrick has stepped in a couple of times now this year and done a, a pretty fine job. And I thought he had a, a really nice week last week as well. So um, we'll we'll be able to, you know, hold the fort, so to say, for at least the next couple of weeks. Um, David, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think they'll go the full three weeks before activating him? I could see it going either way. I guess it depends, obviously, first of all, how he's feeling. Um, I, that's the most important thing. And we don't know the answer to that. Uh, but maybe they do activate him for the Thursday night game in Arizona, knowing that you've got 10 days off after that game before you've got to go again. Or perhaps they stay to the conservative side and we don't see him for a couple of weeks yet, and they sit him these next two games. I would tend to think, given the Packers' medical staff's history, that that might be the way it goes. Uh, but I don't know if you have a feel for for what you think they might do out there. I think that it's it's we're more likely to see him come in a little bit later than right away. That's just my gut feeling, as you mentioned. There, the, the, this training staff, they will take a conservative approach, especially with somebody like him, but they do it for every player, it seems like, and um, and just make sure that he's comfortable and he's good to go, and uh, it's going to be really interesting to watch. The Packers have a pot- a potential for a number of guys to come off the IR shortly, which is really good news, right? We're talking MVS as well. We're talking to Dominic Daphne. They're going to have to find roster spots for these guys, so I expect quite a bit of changeover in the coming weeks hopefully we stay healthy against washington on sunday and then um, you know we'll we'll figure it out from there but wags my gut tells me it's going to be a few weeks um just because he's eligible to come back right now doesn't mean he's going to come back right now um but um you know i think it's wait and see approach but i think i'll be refreshing twitter every day here for the next few weeks until we we know david bakhtiari's back and ready to go 
Yeah, I certainly. And, and do you have a feel uh, for whether we're going to see MBS this week? Uh, speaking of other guys that could possibly um, invoke a roster move as soon as as soon as Saturday. I think we're more likely to see Dominic Daphne uh, than we are to see MBS this week. Daph came back last week in practice. I, you know, I I think that that seems like a more likely way to go this week, especially Tunyon's had some struggles blocking and, and Daphne can give them some other looks. Um, so wouldn't be surprised there. I, again, I don't think MVS is probably quite back yet. I think they're going to probably roll with the, the, the offensive package that they had last week. Uh, but who knows, right? This Packer coaching staff, um, if they, if I'll put it this way, if MVS is ready to go, he's going to play. Uh, no reason to, to hold them back. I just get the sense they're going to give these guys, especially after a few weeks, uh, MVS with the, the lower body injury. Make sure he's ready to go. No need to push it. Those things can linger if you come back too early. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I and mean, again, it comes down to how is he feeling? Right. Um, we don't know. Was, was the three weeks on the IR, you know, one week was necessary and two weeks was to make sure? Or was it three weeks and now we've got one or two more weeks to make sure? So that's what we don't really know in this situation. And again, we'll be learning more in the next couple of days because if they want to use them this Sunday, they will be activating them by Saturday for sure. So, um, Dane, I think what's, what is exciting is even though we've talked about a couple of guys that technically aren't on the active roster in Bakhtiari and in Dominique Daphne and MVS, so they're not on the injury report. The mm-hmm. rest of the injury report is a lot shorter than it's been, <laughs> I think, since week one. Um, and actually, breath of fresh air as well. It yeah. is. So uh, I know that. You know, that's sort of a technicality because we're, we've got three other guys that would be listed, uh, if they were on the uh, active roster right now. But, um, you, you mentioned, uh, um, uh, MVS and, and obviously we talked about the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, another guy that was listed on the injury report to keep an eye on, on the offensive side of the ball for the Packers, uh, is Equinamius St. Brown, uh, because he was, uh, uh, although a full participant in practice um, so far this week, if MVS is activated or Daphne's activated, St. Brown could be the guy um, that uh, has to be taken off the active roster. Uh, remember, he was elevated um, a couple of weeks ago when uh, Jair Alexander went on the IR. He had been a practice squad elevation due to the COVID practice squad rules. He maxed out the number of times he could do that. So the Packers' only uh, chance to keep him last week was to add him to the 53. Uh, so I don't know if EQ will be the odd man out uh, if, when they have to start making some of these roster moves. Uh, another guy that um, could be maybe on the outside looking in is Dennis Kelly. Um, and he hasn't been practicing the last couple of weeks anyway. Uh, so there's, there's a couple of, there's a few candidates out there. Uh, but keep an eye on, on that as well, because, um, if EQ is not on the active roster, they have to straight up cut him. He's not eligible to be resigned back to the practice squad. Uh, so, um, it's going to be interesting to see, uh, what the front office decides to do as they start activating some of these players. Good problem to have, but mm-hmm. certainly challenging as you're trying to manage the, the full roster as well. 
Yeah, I mean, and let's not forget Malik Taylor's currently on the COVID list, I believe. So, like, he, like, they're going to have a lot of shuffle potentially in, in the coming weeks. So, no doubt about it. I look at, uh, uh, you know, can they carry five tight ends? I don't see a scenario where they're really able to do that at this point. So, you know, that's another position group right now carrying six defensive tag or defensive linemen. Um, with the amount of snaps that Kenny Clark and Dean Lowry are soaking up, can they really afford to keep six? Oh, when, when these guys start coming back. I mean, these are, these are things that this, this coaching staff are going to have to figure out, but, um, it's going to be a whirlwind few weeks, I think, here, Wags, with some roster turnover, especially since they have signed so many guys. I mean, in the last couple of weeks, Jalen Smith, Razul Douglas, now, um, now, um, Merciless. I mean, those are three dudes right there that are taking up spots. So, um, interesting to see, but anytime you, you make a, a, a signing, there, there's a, a, a equal and opposite reaction, right? You got to make space for him. So uh, something to just keep an eye on as these weeks progress. For sure. So, Dane, I think why don't we dive into the key matchups? And since we've been talking about offensive uh, uh, position groups here with injury updates, why don't we just stick to the Packers offensive yeah. side of the ball? Um, so this week we're you know going against the Washington football team. This is certainly – a defense in Washington that uh, was pretty highly uh, rated last year. Um, some schools of thought said that they didn't have the toughest schedule. <laughs> um, and uh, this year they've had a harder schedule and, and haven't been faring quite as well. So um, what are some of the first things that stand out to you about this Washington defense and, and what's going to be getting the, the, the primary attention uh, from the Packers coaching staff and Packers uh, offensive uh, uh, personnel groups this week? Yeah, it's a good question. And I mean, Wags, I think it all starts up front with Chase Young. Chase Young is their guy. He is a heck of a pass rusher. He's somebody that can cause absolute mayhem uh, in the backfield uh, pretty much any time he steps on the field. Um, that being said, I'll tell you what. They had a lot of issues in Washington on the defensive uh, side of the ball, and I think I think it's no surprise that the Packers are huge favorites. I think they're 9.5 favorites coming in if, if you're an odds makers in Vegas. And a lot of that is because this Washington defense just had time getting off the field and they give a ton of yards through the air. Uh, that's something that they've done all season long. If I'm not mistaken, they're dead last in the NFL uh, in, in allowing passing yards per game. They're giving up over 30 points a game. This should be a game where the Packers are salivating and Aaron Rodgers is selling his defense. You know, look at this Washington football team roster, and I see, the of course, Chase Young. Um, Montez Sweat could play a little bit as well. Uh, um, you know, Cole Holcomb a little bit. But I look at the back end legs. I look at these corners. I look at these DBs. Um, is a pretty darn good safety. But um, William Jackson at corner, Kendall Fuller, other corner, like these guys don't scare me. They're giving up a ton of yards. I asked the question last week uh, of the Bears, who's going to cover Devontae Adams? Uh, turns out it was 11 players at a time tried to cover Devontae Adams for the Bears. Um, this week, who the heck's going to cover Devontae Adams yet again? I just don't see how Washington's really able to slow them. So while they have a couple really nice players on defense, uh, the sum of their parts is going to be lacking against a Packer offense that hasn't fully gotten started yet. Uh, but I'm optimistic, actually, this is the week 
where we see this offense hit some of those bigger plays that they struggled to hit so far this season. Yeah, I mean, they've got some really good young players. You mentioned uh, Chase Young is sort of the headliner. Uh, and I, I, to be honest with you, I, it seems like we are facing some really good pass rushers every week. But uh, I don't think that this particular uh, defensive line scares me as much as some of the defensive lines we've been facing. Um, you can sort of isolate one guy, usually, at the NFL level. Mm -hmm. And the way that this offensive line's been playing, I think they can, for the most part, a deal with Chase Young. It's a little bit tougher when they when you've got animals that you've got to deal with up the middle and on both edges. Uh, that makes it a little bit more of a challenge. And and I think while Washington has some 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 other guys that can can get after the quarterback, uh, they're in the bottom half of the league in in sacks and quarterback pressures. Uh, and as you said, they've given up the most pass yards in the league. They're dead last. They've also given the most up the most touchdowns through the air. Uh, so you're not getting home and sacks, and you're also just getting gouged through the air, yeah. both in terms of yardage and in, in giving up touchdowns. That's not a good recipe for success <laughs> on the defensive side of the ball, uh, particularly when you're facing a, a Green Bay Packer offense led by Aaron Rodgers and just a pretty dynamic uh, offense overall. So uh, I think the uh, matchups through the air definitely favor the Packers this week. And this is a Washington uh, secondary group that uh, is going to have their hands full. I, I think uh, we're going to see a, uh, perhaps another big week uh, we it, it, from um, excuse me from <clears throat> um, Devonte Adams, uh, and that's sort of a given. It seems like at this point, but uh, this should be a, a game that he should be able to feast. And I actually think we might be. Uh, I know I've been saying it every week. Is this a week more guys get involved? But this could be the week that uh, again more of our secondary guys get involved after Adams makes an impact because. I just don't think Washington has the horses to be able to slow Adams down. And sometimes when you're in a situation where you're getting beat as badly as they've been through the air, you can kind of overcorrect a little bit. And now we've got mismatches and opportunities uh, for some of these other guys as well. So, um, you know, Alan Lazard, uh, Randall Cobb, this could be, you know, one of uh, a big game maybe for, for Bob Tunyon. He hasn't mm -hmm. been too active as a pass catcher so far this year. So um, there's any number of guys that could make an impact this week and, and definitely uh, get more involved uh, through the air as well. This is, and, and I would go a step further that I think this is the week that Bob Tunyon needs to get going. Um, the Packers, it, it's fine and good. You're winning games, Devontae Adams, you can get him a huge share of the ball. But I think if you're going to be successful against the, the great defenses in this league, playoff caliber defenses, you do need to diversify as the season wears on. Now, we've, we've seen a really strong performance in the run game, both from Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon this year. But I'm talking, um, you know, throwing the ball, getting chunk plays through the air. Who's that next guy after Devontae Adams? I trust a lot of guys, but I haven't seen anybody really differentiate themselves. Bob Tunyon is having, frankly, not as good of a year as he did last year. He's struggling in the, in the um, run blocking game, which was never totally his, his strong point. But last week, he was getting blown off the line of scrimmage. Um, Mercedes Lewis is actually out snapping Robert Tunyon week to week now. It's not just here or there. I'm seeing the trend occur. I would really like to see Robert Tunyon 
put together a strong 70, 80-yard week where he can help move the chains, maybe get in the end zone, just to get him going. Because I think it's going to be very, very critical for Robert Tunyon and, and yes, Alan Lazard and Cobb, and obviously MVS is probably going to be out. But um, really, I think it's, it's critical that Robert Tunyon gives us something this week to give us that layer kind of in the center of the field. So that's who I'm going to be keeping my eye on this week. Yeah, on the uh, uh, rushing side of things, uh, they're a little bit better. Uh, they're in the top 10 in uh, yards per carry. Uh, they're only giving up about four yards per carry, uh, but not so the efficiencies there. Uh, but they're also still in the lower half in total yards given up. Um, so that that could be a little bit of game flow or situations as well. Uh, they've given up a lot of rush touchdowns. Um, so they're just getting, you know, it's a, it's not as bad as through the air, but there's multiple ways to, to attack this Washington defense. And so I think we could uh, see another balanced uh, week from both A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. Um, and uh, certainly depending on what the score is if Packers are playing from ahead. Um, A.J. Dillon could end up getting a, a heavy workload in the second half uh, because uh, I, I while you don't take for granted that Washington could keep this close, uh, if things go the way that you sort of expect them to or they should go in most situations, I think this is a game that Packers could pull out ahead uh, by a little bit uh, by the second half. And so we might be seeing a little bit more A.J. Dillon, maybe not passing quite as much. Heck, I don't want to get too bullish, but we could even see some Jordan Love snaps in the fourth quarter. Uh, this is that type of game, um, you know, if the Packers are able to take care of business here at home this week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Wags, do you see this as a, as a game where the Packers, you talk about Washington having a little bit more success um, stopping the run. Do you see this as a scenario where the Packers try to stick to the run and then kind of stick to their guns and just beat them how they want to beat them? Or do you think that the Packers early on just air it out a little bit and then default to the run later on in the game? I mean, how do you see this game flow working? Uh, obviously, we can't predict the future, but what do you think Matt LaFleur's um, scripted 15 are, uh, you know, as, as this game starts out on Sunday? Well, I'm not Coach LaFleur, so I can't answer for him. But if I was, all gas, no brakes, baby. This is not the week to slow things down. Let's go, you know, pedal to the metal. Uh, this, uh, we'll talk about the Washington offense in a little bit, but we don't need to get cute here. Um, and I, I, I don't mean to sound like I'm discounting, uh, Washington as a team that is capable of giving us a game and even beating us. Uh, but, uh, this isn't a really good defense it's not a really good offense so it's not like you need to worry about keeping their offense off the field or wearing down a really good defense over four quarters let's go out attack 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 be aggressive um i we can do that both by running and passing the ball so i don't think they're just gonna abandon the run and try to pass every down for the first half but um let's go out there let's see if we can get some some big plays this week, maybe we can uh, get some home run plays. Uh, that would be my goal going into the game. I think you want to do that any week. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think uh, let's let's see if we can put 21, 28 points on them in the first half, get out ahead, and, and then you can kind of, uh, you know, take control and manage the game from there. Uh, I mean, do you agree with me, Dane, or, or would you have a little bit of a different game plan this week? No, I think I 
think it makes plenty of sense, Wags. And I, I think they'll do what's effective, obviously, but I, I think that that's the right way to do it. I think they're going to be aggressive. If anything, um, I, I really am. I mentioned it, and maybe I'm just fixated on it, but uh, I would like Rodgers to get a little more in sync further down the field. He, he was asked about it earlier this week, uh, uh, you know, just the, the percentage or, or, you know, lack of percentage, high percentage for, for completing those bigger balls, and he kind of brushed it off, and that's fair. He doesn't need to, you know, drill down on it, but um, at some point I really want to see him hit, and this just feels like one of those weeks where this – Packers team can be aggressive. They're at home. It's going to be a friendly crowd, obviously. Quiet at the right times. Rodgers getting maybe some free shots on some uh, jumpy uh, Washington football team defenders. And I just, I want to see this Packers team be aggressive and aggressive for four quarters. And I want to see him put it away on the ground in the fourth quarter. Dane, can you make me feel better? I mean, talk me out of how I'm feeling right now because we've seen games like this come up and sneak up on this Packer team over the last few years where you go into it feeling really good on paper. It should be, you know, a two touchdown win. We're favored by nine and a half points, like you said. And then all of a sudden we're in a four quarter battle or we're coming from behind and having to try to claw out a win. Is, um, is there any chance that this Packer team is maybe feeling a little bit too good about themselves? This is a trap game, and maybe I should be a little bit more nervous about this week? It's a good question. I'll be honest with you. I was at the game against Washington a couple of years ago at Lambeau Field where Dwayne Haskins came in, and he was missing guys by, I'm not joking, five yards over their head, and they still stuck it close into the fourth quarter. Um, so... Yeah, you have reason to be concerned. We've seen this team uh, at times come out flat and, and maybe play down to their opponents. That being said, I don't want to tip my hand uh, on the predictions here, but I do think that this team has um, a lot of professionals on it. I think this is a team that's played together a long time. Um, you know, for week one, I guess, aside, because it, they did come out flat week one, um, you never know in this league. Any given Sunday is a very real proposition. Um, but I would like to think that this team in this moment, um, even if they're looking ahead, they're looking ahead at a very difficult schedule down the road. And that means they've got to take care of business and win games when they can win games. And this just seems like too winnable of a game. If they drop this game, um, there's more of a, there's more of an issue than, than, you know, further down the road to take care of business. I think they're going to on Sunday. Yeah. All the more reason to be aggressive, right? Because schedule upcoming is tough. We've got Thursday game next week. So, you know, that's motivation enough. Hey, if we can go in there, be aggressive, get a lead, you know, you can't go into any game planning to blow out the opponent. I I get that. But, you know, you might be able to rest some guys or, you know, take it a little bit easy. You're not having to go balls to the wall, so to say, to, to, to try to get the win. Um you know, protect some, some, some guys. We're trying to get healthy here. So uh, that's, that's some motivation as well. So hopefully it, 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 that's the focus and attention that we get from this team. And they're not looking at like, you know, feeling too good about themselves after getting a, a big win last week uh, against their main rival in Chicago. Um, and uh, certainly feeling pretty great about, uh, you know, the momentum coming out of there with, with Aaron owning the Bears and Soldier Field. Um, but 
you know, again, we've seen it before where they, sure. you sort of come into a game and it's like, well, we should roll these guys. And sometimes that, that doesn't work out so well. So, um, hopefully that's not the case this week. I, I would feel, I, I'm never against a close game, Dane, but this is a week I wouldn't mind, uh, kind of a, a, a blowout win, uh, to be honest with you, uh, where I can kind of just sit back and feel pretty stress free by, by the middle of the third quarter. That sounds uh, good to so, me <laughs> <laughs> um, Dane, any other Thoughts on some of the key matchups on the offensive side of the ball for the Packers against this Redskins yeah, defense? I, I don't think so. I mean, I think that the talent is overwhelmingly overwhelmingly on the Packer side of the field this week. Um, I don't see major key matchups because I think at every level, the Packers are superior to what the, the uh, Washington football team can produce uh, on the opposite side, opposite side of the field defensively. I just don't see the matchups there. Um, so if the Packers take care of business, it's like, there's nothing really to highlight. I think that our, our best players are better than their best players, and we should be able to take care of business on that side of the ball. All right. Well, before we get over to the defensive matchups against this Washington offense, uh, let's take a break to hear from our sponsor, DraftKings. And DraftKings, of course, is the official sports betting partner of the NFL. Uh, they do have a nice deal going on right now. If you use our promo code TPPN, uh, you can and bet $5 on any NFL team to win their game. Uh, you win $200 in free bets. So it's that easy. If you are a new customer, you can take advantage of that offer. Dane? Uh, your wife, Andrea, has been uh, really hitting the DraftKings hard. So uh, why don't you give us an update on how she's doing in her daily fantasy lineups on uh, on uh, DraftKings so far this week? It's, it's an awesome, um, awesome deal. And, you know, she, she uh, you know, used the promo code TPPN. It's like the Pigskin Podcast Network. You put it in, um, you know, she, she got all this money back when, uh, in, in free bets, and this week she she took the uh, running back for the, the Cleveland Browns, this third string young guy uh, that's coming in. I have Kareem Hunt on my, my team, and she said, you know what? Oh, he's hurt. Oh, Chubb's hurt. I'm going to take this guy. I don't really know much about him, but I think he's going to have a day. And I heard her screaming earlier. It sounds like he had a, a 20 yard run as we're recording this. So she's doing really well. I I think yet again, we're recording on a Thursday night. Uh, but again, thanks for DraftKings for this. It's a great promo. She would not have probably downloaded the DraftKings app without this promo. She used it. You know, she put in her uh, her uh, dollar bet, received the $200 back by putting in promo code TPPN. So thanks, DraftKings. Awesome. You're getting another person dialed in, and she's got bragging rights week in and week out because she's better. Than her husband in fantasy football. <laughs> yeah, sounds like uh, getting value uh, in daily fantasy. So uh, one of these weeks, she's going to have to give us a pick that we can send out to everyone that they can use before the games are in progress. And, uh, I like that. She, she's pretty secretive. I don't know. She's she's pretty territorial about it. Man. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll have to bribe her somehow, some way. Uh, so. <laughs> 
Folks, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Uh, bet $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with the promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum of $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. So, Dane, um, walk me through them. Uh, we have a Washington football team. We talked about their defense uh, is not necessarily spectacular. That's a nice way of putting it. Um, offensively, they're pretty much middle of the road, both through the air and rushing as well. So, uh, not a terrible offense, but not really going to scare anyone, and and don't really specialize or do anything really, really well. So um, what do you think the uh, game plan is overall uh, for Joe Barry and this Packers defense coming into this week against Washington? Yeah, Wags, good question. I think it's all about limiting uh, the, the talented running backs. They've got a couple of running backs I think are pretty darn good. Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick are both pretty darn good running backs. Uh, Gibson showed a lot of flashes last season. Um, a bit more of a between-the-tackles guy in McKissick out of the backfield, good third down back, shifty, really soft hands, somebody that can get lost at times, um, I think, by a defense. And then, oops, all of a sudden he's got the ball in his hands and he's off to the races. So if you're able to limit um, the, the, this rushing attack of these running backs and you put it in the hands of their own uh, quarterback. And I'll tell you what, uh, Taylor uh, Heineke, I like him. I think he's a pretty solid quarterback from what I've seen of him so far this season. He played some limited snaps last year as well. Um, you know, he can make some of the throws, but can he make enough of the throws to outduel Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau Field? No, I don't think he can. So take away the run game, and then really the other piece of this, and I think where we're going to see a lot of Eric Stokes this week, is going to be uh, on their incredibly talented wide receiver, uh, Terry McLaren, uh, he from the, the guy from Ohio State a couple of years ago. Uh, I mentioned that I saw uh, the Washington team against the Packers a couple of years ago. At this was in Terry's rookie year, and I remember watching him, and he was so explosive off the line of scrimmage. I watched him, and I went, this guy's going to be pretty darn good. So far, he hasn't had that consistency at quarterback to be a superstar at the NFL level, but he's this close. He's so close to being that guy. So you can bottle him up, which is easier said than done, and pay in mind to these running backs, um, we're going to have a good day. Uh, all the secondary guys after that don't really concern me as much. Um, but even if you're able to stop the running, running game um, and, and put it on the arm of the young quarterback, I like the Packers' chances. Now, every week you want to limit the running game and get them to be one-dimensional. I don't care who you play. But this week, as much as any week, young quarterback, the turnover differential – Washington has is not great. They've turned the ball over, I believe, nine times already this season. So if they're continuing to do that uh, and the Packers are able to get one or two turnovers short in the field, which Washington has shown to be, you know, liable to do, uh, that's more than one turnover for a game by the offense. I, I like the Packers' chances. And this defense, if, if they can be, um, um, you know, aggressive up front, getting in this quarterback's face, I just, I really like it. And again, I like our matchups this week. I, I see familiar faces on the offensive tackle position for them in uh, Charles Leno, 
Jr. He's a guy that the Packers have beaten time and again when he played in Chicago. Seeing him this week on paper excites me. He's expected to go. He sat out practice today, but it's just a veteran rest day. Rashawn Gary is going to feast on Leno on Sunday. I know I'm saying a lot, but it's because I'm hyped about this matchup this week. I think that this defense is going to get after it. They're getting after the young quarterback. They're going to smother him, and the Packers are going to continue on their winning ways through their defense. Yeah, I think you're a little bit higher on Taylor Heineke than I am. I, I'm not super high on him. I know he had a nice playoff appearance against the Bucks last year, and, and it was sort of a surprise, and he's had some up-and-down play. Actually, um, I was uh, uh, seeing earlier this week, there's been some drumbeat in Washington that uh, they may need to give the other uh, quarterback on their roster, um, Kyle Allen, an opportunity. Uh, they th- uh, There's a lot of folks around Washington that feel like they've seen enough of Taylor Heineke, and he's not the guy. Um, so, you know, I don't know that Kyle Allen is better than Taylor Heineke, but he's a different guy. So sometimes that makes me a little bit nervous if maybe he has a short hook and he gets taken out in the first quarter, and all of a sudden you've got this other guy in there, start chucking the ball around a little bit. Packers don't have any tape on him. He's not the guy they prepared for all week. We've seen that script play out before, too. Um, so it's something to be watching for. I, I don't know that the Washington coaching staff has said that they're, you know, thinking about making a move like that. Uh, but I, you know, the media in Washington has been, like I said, the drumbeat's been starting for that for a couple of weeks. So it wouldn't be shocking. And sometimes that's something that is, is tough. It can be tough on a defense when that happens. If Kyle Allen comes in and tears up this Packers defense, I might lose my mind. I'm just going to put it that way. I don't <laughs> I, know what I'll I hear, I hear you, Dane, <laughs> but you know, it's not about how good Kyle Allen is as much as sometimes the guy that comes in can just be more effective. And then the next week, if they start him, all of a sudden he'll be terrible because yeah, right. there's tape out there that the other team gets to prepare for him. So it's, it's not, it's not that I think you know, Kyle Allen's a dangerous quarterback. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't, it's just, you know, sometimes that can be uh, something to be prepared for or not prepared for, but to be on, on the lookout for, um, Terry McLaurin, you talked a little bit about him. I think he's one of the more underrated wide receivers in the league from a talent standpoint. You said he hasn't necessarily had a super high level of consistency, uh, but uh, I'll tell you what, this guy is certainly capable of from a talent standpoint, yes. I think he's uh, potentially a top 10 talent at the wide receiver position Agreed. in the entire league. So from a one-week situation, you've got to be ready. Uh, you mentioned their running backs are, are probably the, the two primary drivers of this offense. But uh, Terry McLaurin, at any given week, he could explode and, and can really hurt you. So uh, if they're able to connect with him, and we know uh, that uh, our secondary is a, a little bit uh, shorthanded right now. So it'll be interesting to see if Eric Stokes uh, draws that assignment on Terry McLaurin. Uh, certainly he got the reps against Devontae all camp. Uh, so he should be ready uh, from a physical standpoint, but uh, this is a, a talented, talented receiver. Uh, so don't kid yourself. That that could be a, a really difficult assignment if Stokes is the primary guy on him this week. 
I don't see I don't see anybody else really that I'd feel comfortable covering him with other than Stokes, uh, based on what we've seen. Um, even if Kevin King's able to go, it sounds like he's been a limited participant in practice. I, I'm, I'm welcoming Kevin King back with open arms. We need to get him back out there. Um, I, I think that the defense will be better with Kevin King out there. I do. I'll say it. I'll put my name on it. Um, but I, that doesn't mean I want him on, on Scary Terry. Uh, I would like to have our stud rookie, uh, Stokes out there on him, but I think that that makes the defense better overall. If, uh, Kevin, I, listen, I'm laughing. I agree with you. It's just amazing. <laughs> What a few uh, difference a few weeks makes, uh, you know, a J.I.R.L. injury and uh, a Kevin King missing a few weeks uh, starts to make you appreciate, yeah. the, you know, things a little bit. And uh, not that I'm the biggest Kevin King fan. I admit that I'm not uh, super high on him still, but he's 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 a better option uh, than totally. than we've had out there. That's 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 for sure. So, um, Dane, talking a little bit about the rushing attack for Washington. Um, you know, is this a week we see a little bit more Jalen Smith out there at inside linebacker? Or do you think he continues just to get works in? Or um, is he someone that, you know, based on what you've seen from him so far, albeit very limited in his first week of action last week, uh, is going to be you know, a situational player for this defense. So what, 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 how do you see that trending um, this week and, and moving forward for Jalen Smith? It's a good question. It's one where last week I want to throw kind of the book out a little bit. It was his what, second week in Green Bay, uh, his first game with the Packers. He looked kind of washed out and at times by, by, by some of the uh, offensive linemen out of place, you, you know, overran a couple plays. And just being honest, you know, he, he didn't look like what we'd hoped he would look like, but it's also, you know, his first week in Green Bay. So I, I can't take a lot from that. I was surprised by how many snaps he took from Chris Barnes uh, in, in that, uh, because I, I think uh, Chris Barnes is somebody that I, I think you and I both have really liked to watch over the last year and, 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 you know, some, some games now. Um, I think they continue to work him in. I don't think that he's going to be the standalone guy sitting next to Andre Campbell for the, for the rest of the season. He's not necessarily going to be the guy every snap, but I wouldn't be surprised on some passing downs, especially when they're in nickel. Uh, to see Jalen Smith continue to be out there, but I, uh, maybe they creep up his snaps a little bit. But um, what what Jalen Smith did when they signed him is the Packers don't need to be married to him. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Right now, they're going to let him get his legs under him, uh, see what kind of impact he can make. I expect the Packers to put him in different positions uh, so they can see you know where he fits in this defense, what he's going to do well for this defense. I think that what we're seeing right now is probably about a three-week tryout period of where they think that he looks most comfortable within this defense, and then we're going to actually see how they use him. So it wouldn't be su- surprised, Wags, to see his snap count uh, uptick a little bit again this week, see him in some different looks just to see what he can do out there. But I don't think that the Packers necessarily are totally comfortable or, or know what they want to do with him yet. And that's kind of what we're watching on the field. It's a little bit of trial and error. Yeah. And so that's going to be, that's really interesting. Uh, so uh, we'll see uh, how they are able to work him in. Obviously, Chris Barnes uh, is still, still playing the majority of, of the inside linebacker snap opposite of Devondre Campbell. Yeah. But 
uh, Jalen Smith is, is certainly they didn't bring him in for no reason. So mm-hmm. I think we're going to continue to see him get some reps in, in certain packages, as you said. And uh, Warren Burks as well, I would think, Wags. I, I want to drop that in because I thought that, you know, they used him to rush the passer again this week, this past week. And it doesn't look like with the signing of Jalen Smith that that means Warren Burks is just going primarily back to special teams. It seems like they still want to give him a little bit of defensive looks here. So that's another thing to keep an eye on. There's only so many snaps to go around, but it did look like they tried to keep Warren out there in certain down and distances again this last week. Curious to see if they do that again this week. Yeah, I don't have a preference one way or the other between Oren Burks and Jalen Smith. I guess ultimately I'd like to see them settle on one guy. Yeah. I think that's better for both of them. It's better for the defense. Um, have those defined roles and, and, uh, and get more snaps out there. So, uh, there's more continuity that way. Um, uh, so yeah. maybe that's still going to happen for a week or two, but I'm hoping that. It, it plays its way out and one of them seizes the primary opportunity. And then listen, it's nice to have some depth there because obviously that was uh, an issue and a, a primary reason we went out and got Smith to begin with. Um, Dane, going back to the secondary for the Packers, I, I know we mentioned Kevin King and uh, hopefully we see him back this week. Uh, obviously Darnell Savage also on the injury report with the concussion uh, did not practice Wednesday, limited participant here today. Uh, so I think the plan is pretty clear. If Savage is unable to go, uh, we're going to get uh, Henry Black at safety uh, starting, and, and more than likely Vernon Scott then would be activated for the first time this this year. So I, we can get by if Darnell Savage is unable to go this week for one game. I, th- I think I said that last week. Uh, just my opinion. I think both of those guys can go out there and, and get the job done. Um, if Kevin King's unable to go, it, it does make it a little dicier again for the second week in a row. Uh, it would appear uh, that Rasul Douglas uh, based on last week, would uh, go out there and yeah. start start at a corner opposite of uh, Eric Stokes. And uh, while he, I thought he did a pretty decent job mm-hmm. last week. I think we talked about that. Um, do you think Kevin King's going to play this week? I know you're not in the medical staff, but just thinking about Kevin King's history here, whenever he's listed on the injury report and he's a limited participant in practice, it always seems like he misses mm-hmm. one or two more weeks than you expect him to. <laughs> yeah. Um so I don't know. Uh, well, it's sort of who knows uh, with him at this point. We don't know how he feels, uh, but uh, it seems like that's his history. So I'm not super optimistic that Kevin King's back yet this week. Uh, I think we might see another week without Kevin King. And to be honest with you, Darnell Savage with a concussion, even though he practiced today, I, I would say that's 50-50 at best, too. So what what do you think uh, the Packers are, are able to do to hold up in the secondary if, let's say, neither of them are able to go on Sunday? Yeah, I, and I th- I, I'm kind of on the on the other side of it. I think Kevin King's going to play this week. Um, I hope I'm, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm split, though. I think Savage probably won't. That's where my head's at, and that's just – I have no inside info. It's just my gut feeling on it, especially with the head injury. Uh, they're probably going to keep him out uh, a week and just kind of monitor it, make sure he's good to go. If they don't go, both of them don't go, I would agree. I think Razul Douglas played pretty darn well. Uh, he had a couple missed tackles out there, and, you know, he had that that penalty that you just can't have. Um, but he hadn't played football in a while, Wags. He'd been, mind you, he'd been on the practice squad for Arizona prior to this. So it's not like he'd been out there playing in live-action football uh, other than, what, some preseason games, which, I come on, you know, it, it's been a minute. So I thought 
everything considered, all things considered, Razul Douglas played pretty well to, to really doesn't know all the defensive play calls. There's no way, right? He, he's kind of out there being as athletic as he can be, trying to keep up as much as possible. I know he had a crash course you had mentioned with Shandon Sullivan, who's a former teammate friend of his. So that's awesome. But I think if he played that well last week, I would expect him to continue to progress and get better. So um, that's my hope, at least. So I think that it'd be Razul Douglas opposite of Stokes, and then obviously Shandon Sullivan in the slot. Um, and, and then at safety, you mentioned Henry Black. Vernon Scott might get some snaps in there, but the Packers really seem to be high on Henry Black. He's played a ton of snaps, and I think he's played pretty well overall. He's mostly played uh, when they've gone three safety, but he, of course, pitched in when when uh, Savage went down last week. So just would not be surprised to see Henry Black getting the, the lion's share. And then perhaps Vernon Scott um, gets just a couple looks in there as well. Maybe they activate and call somebody else up uh, in the safety group, somebody like an Innis Gaines. Maybe not. Uh, traditionally, so far this year, they've generally gone three safeties deep uh, with Vernon Scott then first being injured and then more lately just being a, a healthy scratch. I do think that this is Vernon Scott's first active week, um, you know, where he's actually going to be getting out there, um, post injury. But Henry Black Wags is going to get the lion's share next to Adrian Amos. And the challenge there is I don't have a problem with Henry Black. I don't have a problem with Razul Douglas. What I get concerned about is, um, not a lot of continuity all of a sudden in this defensive backfield. Um, it's, it's not a slight on any individual player or their talent. It's more of communication. When you have communication breakdowns, big plays can happen. If they can limit that, I think just from a talent perspective, um, we're going to be just fine, but you've got, you've got, you've got to limit uh, miscommunication. Otherwise you're going to see some big plays from this Washington offense. Yeah, one of the things that this uh, Packers defense, particularly the defensive line uh, and pass rush, is going to have to do is be patient and stay in their assignments. Uh, surprisingly, Washington protects quarterback really well. Um, they're actually leading the leagues in fewest sacks allowed. They've only allowed six sacks. And part of that is by design of their offense. Uh, you mentioned J.D. McKissick. Uh, he's a, a, a dynamic pass catcher out of the backfield. So they like to dump the ball and check off to him quite a bit. Uh, so you're going to get rid of the football in a lot of situations and just let him try to make yards. Um, so uh, it's going to be really incumbent, I think, um, on our outside linebackers to, uh, you know, stay in, keep trying to apply that pass rush, but to read, get your hands up, try to knock and bat some balls down, uh, and then, um, you know, really funnel those guys out. That'll give our, our corners uh, an opportunity and, and our inside linebackers an opportunity to get out in the flat and mm -hmm. be able to hopefully um, uh, slow down McKissick so he's not getting chunk yards. Uh, in those situations, and it's just really going to be incumbent, I think, uh, in how successful this defense is, uh, is if he gets seven receptions for 45 yards, uh, that's maybe, I don't know if that's good or bad. I'm just throwing that number out there. <laughs> um, I think he'd probably live with that, though. It's, it's where if he goes for, you know, nine receptions for 
95 yards and, and a touchdown where you're going to be a little bit more concerned because that's probably means that he's picking up some really big chunk yards on a few plays as well. So, um, is there, are Dane, you keeping an eye at all on the injury report from this Washington offensive line? Looks like the right side of their offensive line, both their starting right tackle and right guard, both did not practice again today. So that's just one other thing I want to pay attention to, especially with how good Kenny Clark has been this year against doesn't matter who he's playing against. Just something I think we should be keeping an eye on because you're correct. Washington offensive line has been very good so far this year. Uh, however, if they start going down a couple a couple guys, um, not every offensive line backup wise can perform the way the Packers backup offensive line has, and I think that that's something where Kenny Clark could have a field day potentially against Washington's offensive line if those guys can't go. Yeah, uh, that's for sure. I mean, if if neither Cosme or uh, who their guard, I'm sorry, I'm looking here. Um, Sure, yeah. are unable yeah, to sure. go. Yeah. That's that's gonna you know that's you're down a couple of guys. That's that could have an impact. But it, for the most part, this has been an offensive line that's that's done a nice job in, in protection, at least by the numbers. Obviously, I haven't watched every snap of Washington this year. You uh, haven't? So, Come on, Wags. No, no, I, I have not. No, no, I have not. So, uh, thank you for keeping me honest there. Um, so, uh, Dane, I don't know if you have any other thoughts. I mean, I. The only other thing we haven't talked about is uh, we mentioned, I think, briefly, Preston Smith may have dodged a bullet not having mm -hmm. a significant injury. It would appear um, trending that he's not going to play this week. He hasn't practiced yet. Um, he's actually someone I'd be more optimistic about than Kevin King uh, for not practicing. Uh, he just seems like uh, a gamer. And if he's if he's, he's clear, never missed a game. I know. Never missed so, a game in his career. I, and this is against his former team. You know, he probably wants to get out there and play. So, um, uh, that said, it doesn't look like you're going to be ready, but, um, I think, uh, certainly we're going to be having to plan to be without him. Um, how can we hold things together? This is, uh, uh, at the outside linebacker position. Do we mix things up a little bit? Do you think this week or just try to, um, do what we can with the guys we have to, Try to get some pressure and and just uh, maybe play a little bit more coverage, um, uh, knowing that we may not be able to get home as as often. Yeah, I think we started to see the playbook last week against Chicago out of necessity uh, when since Preston Smith went down so early in the game. I think the Packers will continue to probably keep Rashawn Gary. Off the field more on first down, let him get after it on second and third down. Um, and then after that, we're going to see a, a heavy dose of, um, of some of the other guys, whether it's Ladarius Hamilton um, or others, right? There's, there's just a, the Packers are going to have to throw it out there. I don't see Merciless playing this week. I just don't see a scenario where he's able to get there. So it's going to be up to Jonathan Garvin, who I think has played really strong football. This year, um, going in through the preseason, I didn't think anybody had really differentiated themselves at the outside linebacker position. Garvin has turned on another gear, especially the last two, three weeks. So I'd like to see him continue that. If he can continue to play at the level he's currently playing uh, on the opposite side of Rashawn Gary, I'm going to feel pretty good about that. But Wags, you're right. I mean, we're down a couple, two, three of our best pass rushers right now. So it's it's incredibly important that we we get... Uh, a lot out of Rashawn Gary wherever we can. And even if Preston Smith can go in a limited fashion, I think that would just take some of the mileage off some of these other guys. So it remains to be seen if Preston's able to go. But if not, um, 
maybe Oren Burks gets a couple looks. I know Kingsley Kiki, believe it or not, has gotten some some rush looks uh, in practice as an outside linebacker. Uh, maybe Jalen Smith. I, I mean, I, I'm scratching at the bottom of the barrel a little bit, but only because, um, you know, we're losing depth here. So it remains to be seen what the Packers do. Maybe Tipa Nalei gets called up from the practice squad. The Packers have some options, but none of them are going to replace Preston Smith if he's unable to go. Certainly not. So, and it's kind of hard to say, well, we'll play more coverage when we're already shorthanded, uh, in the, the secondary as well. But, you know, we've got to make an adjustment somewhere, right? More than likely, or, or maybe not. Uh, the, like we said at the top, this Washington offense in general isn't going to scare anyone. So maybe just stick to what you're doing and next guy in. So, um, Dane, any other thoughts uh, before we uh, finish up talking about the Washington offense against this Packer defense? I, I don't have anything else that I can think of on the on the Packers defensive side. Um, special teams, however, um, is something. If, do you have anything else? Otherwise, I do want to touch on special teams briefly. Um, their return man, Carter, seems to be um, – leading the league in kick return yardage. He's taken one of the house already this year. Packers coverage last week looks suspect once again. Something to keep an eye on there, obviously. Um, they were asked, uh, Coach Drayton, a special teams coach, today was asked uh, what he would like to see out of the Packers kickoff unit. He said he'd like to see a touchback every time. Uh, clearly that hasn't been able to happen this year. Um, so keep an eye on it because the ways that a team like Washington can stick in games is by manufacturing points in strange ways, through a fluky turnover or through special teams. Keep an eye on the kick return. Does Mason Crosby try to kick away? Do the Packers get creative? Um, one, this probably the biggest weak link right now is some of this kick, kick coverage still just causes concern. There seems to be bigger lanes, one tackle away from taking it to the house type deal. So um, keep an eye on that. Yet again this week, the Packers have to be better in this phase of the game if they want to go deep. And, and this Washington team, they can gut you here. Yeah, the last thing you want to have happen is all of a sudden you're up, you're up, uh, you know, 14 at the half. They get a, a kick return to open the second half and it's, it's, it's a ball game, right? Yeah, so exactly. Um, that, those are the things that you can't allow to happen for sure. So Dane, I think it is time. Great insight there. And I think it is time though to move over to our X factors and score predictions. So. Um, I'll let you open this up. Do you want to start with defense or offense this week? Let's start with defense. Uh, let's start with defense. Um, do, do you have anybody in mind or would you like me to go first? I'll let you take the lead. Go right ahead. I'm going with Shannon Sullivan yet again this week. Last week he did not la- – I, I picked him – I believe it was last week. I'm going to pick him again this week, and the reason for it is this. He did not allow a, a completion last week out of the slot receiver for the Chicago Bears. He's going to build on that again this week. If he's able to do that, it takes pressure off of his teammates around him. Uh, he's playing at a very high level right now. Talk about kick return unit. He's actually, they put him out on kick return, I've seen, yet again, because I think that they think he can do the job out there. Um, so he's a guy who's playing a lot of different phases of the game. But I like him again this week, a young quarterback that 
um, you know, may make an errant throw here or there. I, I'm waiting. I think Shannon Sullivan's got a pick in him uh, pretty, pretty soon here. He's got a turnover. I think this might be the week against Washington. I just, I like his game. I think he's improving each season. This year, he's off to a strong start. You don't always hear his name at cornerback. That's a really good thing. And I think that we haven't heard his name much in recent weeks because they're just not throwing his way. And when they try to, there's incomplete passes. He's been physical this year. He's been physical against the run. He's shoring up his tackling better than he has in, in recent years. So Shannon Sullivan, my X factor on defense this week. If he has another good game, I really like the way this de- uh, defense is going to play. Yeah, and I'm going to stay in the secondary as well. And I'm going to go with the rookie, Eric Stokes. And I think he's a, a guy that came in and we've been high on his play. Obviously, he's made some mistakes, made some mistakes, gotten beat um, a few times, also made some big plays, uh, had some impact. Uh, the first few weeks, quietly, I think, the last couple of weeks, he's been getting better and better, similar uh, to Chandon. He really wasn't targeted much last week. Uh, and and, the, and I, so I think there's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're saying that's not the weak link in the Packers secondary right now. He could, as we talked about, draw primary responsibility against McLaurin this week. So might have uh, his hands full. Uh, so I think that's going to be a, a really challenging assignment if that is the case for him. And, and McLaurin's good enough. Listen, he's going to make some plays. But I think uh, this could be a week that Stokes gets another opportunity to come up with a big impact play uh, with an interception. So uh, just like you just predicted with Shandon, I'm going to come right out and say I think this is a week that Stokes could come up with uh, an interception as well, uh, get his hands on the ball, make a nice return. I want to see him do some jukes uh, out in the open field. Uh, and uh, I think it could come. He does have an interception uh, already, but – I think uh, this one might come at a bigger moment of the game, perhaps break this thing open. So I'm going to go with Eric Stokes this week. I think uh, he's going to come up with a big, big impact play or two uh, that's really going to pop off the screen. Love so it. Dame, how, about, how about both of them do it and we just blow them out of the water this week? Yeah, we haven't been doing super well with our X-Factor <laughs> predictions. Uh, we've usually been a week or two off. We've been yeah. naming the right guys. It's just not necessarily in the right week. Uh, but uh, yeah, I I agree. Maybe this is the week that we just go four for four in our yeah, predictions. Let's so, do it. Yeah, offensively, um, I'm just going to come right out and, mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm a broken record. Um, I, I did ran, Alan Lazard two weeks in a row. He didn't get a catch. Uh, and then last week I didn't pick Alan Lazard and he, he had not a huge game, but his best game of the year with a, a touchdown and a few receptions. Um, I don't know why, but I'm just going to go back to Alan Lazard and I hope it's not the kiss of death. Uh, I, I don't, I don't see a scenario where he's going to be like commanding all the targets, obviously, but I think he might just add on a little bit to what he did last week. It wasn't, listen, uh, his lack of production as a receiver through the passing game wasn't due to anything he was doing wrong. I think uh, it, by necessity, he's been having to, he's their, he's their best pass blocker at the wide receiver position. Um, and uh, so, so I'm, I'm sorry, not pass blocker, um, uh, run blocker. So uh, he he's, I just, this week, I, I just have a, gut feeling, Dane, uh, that he might get even more involved. And, and I don't know if that means that he gets 100 yards or that he gets a couple touchdowns, but I do think he's going to have a really productive day, uh, multiple 
you know, completions to move the chains, might get into the end zone. And I think he goes over, I'm going to just going to be, go ahead and say it. I think he gets over 60 yards for the first time this year, might get uh, four, four to five plus receptions as well. So I, I think we're going to see a little bit of a bigger day from Alan Lazard uh, this week. And that's going to be my pick. Uh, I'm going to be right sooner or later on this one, Dan. I love it. I love it. Um, I'm going to go wide receiver as well. And um, I'm going to go outside the box and say Amari Rogers. Um, okay. The reason for that, they mixed him in last week. He had a nice little play, about 12 yards there. And I think Aaron Rodgers, that was a nice little confidence boost for everybody involved. Aaron Rodgers, Amari Rodgers. Uh, Amari's looked a little more comfortable in the punt return game as well. Um, I just like what he's, 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 he's growing, right? We watch young guys. They're not asking him to do a lot. And earlier in the year, when they asked him to do things, I'm not sure if he was quite there yet. As he's been there, uh, we're seeing him start to get worked in a little bit more. He seems to be a little bit more comfortable. Uh, it, you know, it'd be easier probably for me to go Randall Cobb, but I'm going to go Moonshot. I'm going to go Amari Rogers. I think he's going to have two, three catches, mix it in, and just help this offense a little bit more. I like to see him in motion last week. I saw them moving him in motion a fair amount. One of these weeks, we've said it before, one of these weeks they're going to use that. And I think that maybe this is the week where maybe he gets an end around. I don't know. I think there's just a, a, a feeling I have, a gut feeling that they're going to put the ball in his hands at least a couple times this week. So he'll be my X factor this week, Legs. I like that pick, and it makes sense. Uh, you're absolutely right. Not asking him to do too much. But they gave him – they're giving him a couple opportunities here and there to get mm-hmm. on the field a little bit more. I had the nice catch last week, and he's doing the job. So then, you know, as a young player – Give him a little bit more. So um, I, I certainly agree. I think if there's an opportunity to do that, this could be a good week, especially going in uh, to the meat of the schedule here. Yep. So, Dane, prediction time. I'm going to lead it off because, do I don't know, I was saying earlier, I don't know if you uh, – I'm was. i so <laughs> bullish for this week, and I was trying to talk, get, make you talk me out of it because no, it's it. like, is this a trap game or what? But honestly, I just don't see – the Washington uh, defense slowing this Packers offense down. I think we're going to be firing on all cylinders. We haven't had a game yet where we've just put a team away. Um, mm-hmm. Now, granted, the, the closing score against Detroit seems like it, but game flow-wise, I just didn't really feel like that was what happened. We pulled away in the second half, but it was kind of just not the, the cleanest game. I think from the start this week, uh, we get out and are firing on all cylinders. I think we have a couple of home run plays on the offensive mm-hmm. side of the ball. Pull uh, ahead, force Washington out of what they want to do. And uh, I think we could uh, force a couple of turnovers on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, might even get a pick six this week, hopefully from one of our X factors. <laughs> Would love to see that. Um, and I'm just going to come right out and say it. I think it's 41 to 17 Packers this week. Um, I think this is the, the biggest winning margin this season. Washington might score a touchdown late. I really think uh, I'm, I'm, Going crazy, Dane. Uh, I think this is a game that Jordan Love gets some reps in the fourth quarter, and we've got this thing well in hand. Rest some guys uh, as we uh, head into our Thursday night game next week. I had 41-17, too. Um, so no we way! Are, uh, I swear, that's, that's, I swear. 
Swear, 41-17, same exact score. I think Packers just take care of business. I don't know how they do it other than the offense just steamrolls through them and, you know, they make Washington one-dimensional and this game's over. But, Wags, exactly the same prediction. 41-17, you can't make this up. That's crazy. That's never happened with us before. We've been doing this for a few seasons now. Um, we definitely don't share our predictions beforehand. No. <laughs> uh, you didn't go back and look our you know, we do pick the Packers pretty much every time, uh, but, uh, so we're not right every week, but, uh, yeah, normally, you know, we've been close at times, but that's crazy, Dan. And I appreciate you not changing the score and you're sticking to what you had because it's 41 17. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> so, well, let's, let's see how good we are. We'll, we'll yeah. definitely be held accountable one way or the other <laughs> after this one. Um, so, all right. Well, folks, I think we're going to wrap up here. We're, going on an hour 10. So thank you so really? much. Really? <laughs> yeah. I can have this on my legs. <laughs> I know, right? Um, so uh, listen, we super appreciate it. You know where to find us. You've been following enough, along enough now. We'll be back live here on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube uh, to do our recap on Sunday evening. Uh, you can also catch us for our instant reaction on our Instagram account right after the game uh, every week. So, uh, folks, thanks so much. As always, be legendary and go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Hey, gee, I know we're going to go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go Pack Go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport and I'll even wish you good luck. Only thing I will say.